2: my name is James, I'm joined by Pete, Trevor, Lee, Ian and Johnny who will introduce yourselves in a second to us all and this is the first episode of a brand new podcast The Premier Non-League Podcast
1: R-U-P-N-L-P
2: Guys, it's great to have us all on board Thank you for all getting together and us non-league fans here, we're going to introduce ourselves So James, myself, who's speaking now you might have recognised me from rebelyell.live and Rebel Yell. Podcast, which is a Worthing FC podcast alongside my... I say co-commentator and co-podcast creator, Pete Avail. Pete, how are you?
3: Yeah, good evening, James. Uh, yeah, obviously a free game ban for you yesterday for swearing on air. Apologies. Get <laughs> yeah, are straight out into the open. I um, can't make the
2: next two anyway, so it's all right.
3: Oh, that's all right, then. Let's <laughs> see if out on. <laughs> um, yeah, base, basically, obviously, I'm a worthy fan. Being the commentator on Rebel Yeah, we started earlier in the year. Away at Brighton Sea. Um, got into non-league a couple of seasons ago. Um, I'm still not sure last season counts, so if it's been two years or one year. I'm not sure it's that, Norland Boyd. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, went to a Irving match. Abs- absolutely hooked from, you know, from going there, the atmosphere up there. was absolutely brilliant. Got myself involved in the supporters' association, met a few fans, uh, joined the supporters' association, and then, basically, we've launched Rebel Yelp with the commentary, the podcast, etc. Um, yeah, it's been a great experience. And to be part of this is um, hopefully it's going to grow and grow and we'll get more listeners. And we'll be covering a lot more of a non-league around the country and to involve fans around the country as we are the National Non-League Podcast.
2: Great, Peter. Thank you. So it's really good to have uh, my co-commentator. At least uh, someone can stick up for me or take the mickey out of me. I don't know what you can do on this. I'm probably sure it'll be the latter. It'll be the latter, won't it? Um, Before we go down the road that way down the coast, there's another Worthing Eye up in the top left corner of my screen. Trevor Nell, how are you?
4: Good, James. Good.
2: Very good. Looking forward to this. Yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Okay, me. um, I obviously follow a bit of Worthing. I do a bit of everyone else as well, so I don't sort of spread myself quite thinly. Around the ground um, Why non-league? I started going My dad took me to my first game When I was I think Somewhere between Around about the age of 10 uh, uh, Between 8 and 10 Sorry uh, Maidstone United So I've had quite a non-league Following all those through Obviously they went to the football league But that obviously didn't stop me Heading around to Non-league grounds Now in Sussex I've spent time at Wick in the county league As a secretary and treasurer I've Done social media Done a bit for Worthing on their website as well. Um, Alongside that, my own Twitter account, if you follow me, at TrevK37. Also a football blogger, um, which is www.footballwriting.blog. Currently, I'm getting over 2,000 visitors a month with all the stuff I'm doing, and that goes across worldwide. It's not just people in the UK that read it. Some of the countries that pop up are really, really surprising, I've got to say. But non-league is what I really love the people you meet the places you go the quirky grounds the quirky things you see all the sorts of things we want to hear about on the show
2: and I think that's what we'll uh, be bringing here I think the non-league in the UK is completely different from any other lower league levels around the world uh, so I think Hopefully, this podcast will draw a greater worldwide audience. I'm sure you'll publish it on your blog and we'll get ideas from fans around the world that are fans of non-league. Going up the A24 slightly, uh, we've got a couple of Horshamites up there. Starting with Johnny, Johnny Kenworthy, how are you? I'm very good, how are we all? Yeah, good, good, good. So a little, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, I think you're, uh, in terms of job roles at football clubs, I think you're quite a, an important role at uh, Horsham.
1: Oh, well, I wouldn't consider myself that important, but... <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm on the commercial uh,
1: commercial side at Horsham um, Been doing it for the last 18 months now um, So my official title is the commercial manager And I'm a member of the, uh, of the club committee um, I've only been on the committee for about three or four months now um, Obviously Horsham celebrating another inaugural season at their new stadium uh, Fortunate to have two um, Thank you Covid um but um why non-league football um i got involved with it my first game was 1998 which was a horsham game against bracknell town in the fa cup um I fell in love with it ever since um i went to uni um for, for four years uh whilst i was up there i tried to grab a little bit of non-league football when i could when my uh my my league team huddersfield town were playing away um so i tried to just try and get any sort of football i, I possibly could um me and uh, me and budgen uh, who's also on the call here we set up a, a a podcast about three or four months ago during lockdown called two halves and four quarters um got about 50 regular listeners every week uh which is good um it's i mean it, it was uh, something that we set up to to keep ourselves entertained during uh, a difficult period during lockdown so um, that's about it from me. Obviously, looking forward to the new season. Um, thank you,
2: Johnny. Just tell us what two halves and four quarters is about, because obviously, Rebel Yale is obviously about Worthing. Two halves and four quarters is not just Horsham, is it?
1: It's no. Well, it's, it's it's not it's, it's not Horsham at all. It's it's anything and everything about football, and uh, we try and cover at least one other sport, uh, whether it be American football, which which the, the four quarters. Um, hmm. Uh, correlates to it could be formula one it could be tennis even uh, ultimately it's, a, it's anything and everything to do with sport um but uh, mainly focusing on uh, on probably very very high level uh international premier league uh, etc uh football
2: oh fantastic it's uh, definitely well worth a listen guys so do check that one out um i think about what, what am I now? About 16 years ago, uh, I met the guy I'm going to introduce you, stacking shells in a local Sainsbury's supermarket. Um, completely irrelevant to this. I didn't think 16 years later we'll be doing a podcast. Well, I don't even know what if we knew what a podcast was 16 years ago, to be fair. Ian Budgen, welcome to the Premier League Podcast.
0: Hello, mate. Hello. Yeah, I was, I was actually thinking about that on the way home. I was just thinking this is a weird... This has come all the way around. 360. From, yeah, I'm just thinking of all the jobs I've had, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Do the best ones
0: you know, relate to you?
2: Oh, I don't know, like, you know, Sainsbury's. I mean, I, I during lockdown, you know, I worked back in Morrisons again. It was almost weird because I didn't even, felt like I'd never been away from uh, working in the supermarket because all the same things, just different brand. I was going to say,
0: you've, you've got older, but they're all still the same age.
2: Yeah, I know it's true. But also, we've got Boulder as well since we got there, and probably a little bit better as well. Well, I have anyway. But you know, uh, yeah. Ian, t- <laughs> t- tell us, t- tell us about. Uh, forget Sainsbury's, This is not the shopping trolley podcast. This is a uh, the Premier Non League podcast. So tell available. us, <laughs> other ones are available. Yep, Tesco's. Oh, that lot. <laughs> little, uh, Ian, tell us about um, your love of Non League and what's brought you to us tonight.
0: Uh, I guess, I guess I've got a bit of JK to thank for for the Non League love. I guess. Um... I guess when I'm not watching watching Brighton, and you know I'm not going to the Amex, I'm going to Horsham or going to other non-league grounds, and it's kind of that. Uh, what's what's the way of putting it? It's a departure from sort of the gloss and the sheen of proper high level. I say high level. It's Brighton. <laughs> 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 still Premier League, still Premier League. But the, the point being is, it is it's a bit more grounding, and you, you feel—I I guess to some extent—you feel a little bit more connected to the players and the people. You know, you walk around, yeah, right, around Horsham, for example, and you're seeing the same people every week, and you see that the players have a genuine relationship with the with the fans. I fans uh,
1: at Horsham, so it's it's quite easy to uh, recognise the same 10 people every week <laughs> you <laughs> said a difficult Johnny. wording with a thousand didn't it James <laughs> yeah just a few yeah
2: but I mean talking about fans there's not many of these a lot down the road I think uh, Lee Roberts who uh, unfortunately I, this is the only time I'm going to belittle Bogner because we can get a little chance I'm sure he's going to do it right back to me and Pete in a second but Lee Roberts from Rocks Radio welcome to the Premier Non-League podcast yeah hi
5: yeah uh, um, it's kind of weird to have to like kind of tone it down with the banter with Worthing um, but I, I'm just honoured to be on board with you guys um, genuinely it's just nice to have a fellow interest with people and we have all one thing in common we love the beautiful game whether it's Premier League non-league whatever we love the game but it's as simple as that
2: so tell us how you got into, um, you know, being Bogner fan. You know, your love and non-league. I know you've sort of done jobs, various jobs throughout the non-league and world and football and sport world in general.
5: Yeah, um, I've actually only been with Bogner for about, I think it's coming up for about two and a half years. Um, but before that, um, I actually started off doing a bit of writing. Um, with a guy called Ravanand, um who's gone on to do magical stuff in, in the world of non-league um, I then started it was a website called Football Exclusives which has come back to me from then I went on to um, do a little bit of local radio uh, in Portsmouth where I'm originally from I uh, then got into uh, local radio with having and Waterloo the team that I've supported since, nine, since um, 2002 my first game then And then I got watching different non-league. I've been media officer at Pompey Ladies. I've been at Moneyfields, Baffin, Milton Rovers. I'm now at Bognor. I'm settled. to have a family, so I'm not looking to go anywhere. Um, Absolutely love what I do. And especially at the moment when people are not being able to go to games, to be able to do the radio, um, I see it as an honour because you're giving a service to people who can't be there, be they be in hospital... Be they be at home um, self-isolating or working, even um, with people at work who listen to us. And since we've started about two and a half years ago, we've had um, 49,387 listens, which is absolutely crazy. And um, obviously, I'm I'm pleased that that the have has started up now with Rebel Yell. People want to listen to the team that they support um, when they're not able to make the games, and it's an absolute pleasure to be doing this premier non league
2: podcast are you PNLP I think one of the things that we we didn't actually mention is <laughs> funny enough Ian is also my brother-in-law's good friend as well so we're all connected it's a bit weird how we've gone from Sainsbury's uh sort of brother-in-law's mates where we reconnected again after not really know each other for a few years it's sort of I saw you again for the last time at the wedding uh which was about what couple of years ago now yeah. two or three years ago and then uh we've come full circle you know I think you got into non-league and started watching some of these games a very similar time to me because um I got very disillusioned um for those that know I'm a Charlton Athletic fan and um the ownership is never far from news as a Charlton fan. And I think I didn't want to spend... Anyone in this podcast and anyone listening, anyone that's presenting this with us, will know for a fact that if you go to any game above sort of League One level, especially if you're not from that area, you're going to be spending probably near enough a tonne on one day, you know, you got the train from Worthing all the way up to Charlton. You're looking about 30, 40 quid before you've even started the match tickets about 25 quid. And yeah, the special occasions like last season or the season before last, when we got promoted via the playoffs at Wembley, most amazing day off ever. But, you know, would I have thought, the comparison to see someone like Werving, who sadly got null and voided at the end of last season. And would we have made it as champions? Obviously we're top of the league. Horsham were quite behind us. Bogner were probably playing for the playoffs last season, but things like that, you make, you think actually non-league is so amazing. So amazing to like watch. You've got friend base. I mean, I'm sure Pete Pete will probably say he's not, but I'd say Pete is a friend now. <laughs> you know, people like that. He'll probably say, but oh, no, I'm not your friend. Yeah. Or something like that. No, exactly. There we go. Um, people like that, people you see on a regular basis, there's a group. I'm also in the supporters association now. I've done this podcast and, you know, we want to expand. So I think the general thing that we're saying here is, although we're, from the sort of Ismian league we're fans of Ismian league teams. This isn't just going to be about us, to be honest, it's going to be a broad spectrum of non-league from not national, South and North mm-hmm. national to steps three to six. And we're really going to try and get you a broad spectrum. We're going to have lots and lots of stuff, which we'll discuss later in the show. But gents, that was our introductions. Um, now I think we'll just go on to say what what, what we really what we really going to try and achieve and get out of this. So uh, Trevor, I know you had some things. Me, you, and Pete were able to meet up in person last week to discuss this with liaison with the other guys. So just sort of give the listeners a general Renaissance of what we're going to be bringing to them.
4: Definitely, we sort of met up a couple of weeks ago. The the three of us, the other guys, couldn't quite make it, and um, so we sat there in a pub to try and put a bit of a schedule together. Just so we haven't got sort of an ad hoc kind of feel to the show. There's a little bit of something regular going on, but also with a little bit, we'll chuck the odd bit every now and then. summit just sort of pricks our interest or somebody comes along with a nice story that we want to talk about as well. We've got a interview lined up for next week, um, an ex-England international that has played non-league football. Our aim is to try and find a player every time we do a podcast that's done its bit in non-league and he's worked his way up into the top game how easy that will be, I don't quite know, but that's something we're going to endeavour to do. We also want to feature as many clubs as we can every week. We want, this, is your, this is your podcast, you guys, for your clubs that play in non-league, You're, the fans of the, your clubs as well. We want you to send stuff in to us. Email address is thepnlp at hotmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, at the PNLP. We've also got a Facebook page as well. Plenty of ways to get in touch with us. We're also aiming next week when we record the first proper show to have Berry AFC on the show, being a brand new non-league club, obviously formed from the demise of Berry the football league club as well. We thought it'd be a nice touch to try and get them on. So we are working hard to get that going for you as well. We're going to look at having our own regular little roundups things we've seen, the six of us across games that we've caught or something that we've seen across Twitter or Facebook or just something that's caught our eye that thinks, oh, that's, you know, quite a good story or something a little amusing that people might like as they've seen it. We'll pick up on all the latest non-league news that's going around as well. Obviously one today we saw in the non-league paper, Tony Chenzo's column, which the Pie and the Pint, which we'll pick up next week. Obviously, in a longer debate, so this is only a little taster for you, just so you know the sort of thing you can expect when you listen. Um, again, we want the clubs to contribute, whatever level you're at, National League, Step 6, even if you stick a little, a little, a little bit below that, we still want to hear from you. We want to know about you. People want, to, people want to hear that kind of thing, so we'd like to hear it too. And we'll go with what's also topical currently. There could be any number of things that pop up during the week at the moment, We've got the great debate between how many people we should be allowed in a ground, how many we can have at a test event. These things are changing daily. They're changing weekly. Some things work at some grounds. Some things don't work at others. It's always going to be something for us to talk about. But if you want, if you feel there's a topic out there that you want us to cover, send it in and we'll do our best to cover it.
2: And I think uh, Pete uh, quite rightly has uh, arranged for some Northerners to join in the podcast for an update, haven't you, Pete?
3: Yeah, I've been in touch with uh, uh, the Mariners podcast of uh, South, Shields, South Shields fans. Uh, basically, they um, they get about five hundred listeners to their podcast they do up there um so i've asked them to give their you know input about the northern leagues i did actually say we don't know a lot about the other teams but maybe you know that's i think that's the whole point of this is you know it helps us all grow our knowledge about you know non-league around around the country and about the different teams and what their battles are things like that and as uh trevor said you know if we get interviews with these clubs Um, It's just going to expand our knowledge and make the non-league, you know, more of a tight-knit family, rather than sort of being, you know, north and south at the moment, Mm. with the way it stands. So, yeah, it'd be great to have uh, the Mariners podcast on, uh, talking about the north.
2: And that should be hopefully a regular feature. They have sort of said they can commit to doing it regularly, whether it'll be every time we do it, but you know, a nice Northern update, but it's not just Mara's. We'd like to grow our knowledge base. As Pete says, we, we're all, as you know, we're all Southern based. It's going to be a lot harder just us to find out news and knowledge. So if anyone's listening and want to, joining the show so what's going on in your leagues up north in england we're trying to split it into the north midlands and the south obviously we're very good at covering the south for where we are and where our interests are but we're currently looking for someone that can sort of regularly update us on the midlands so if you do listen to this and you hear you'd like to get in touch uh trevor has uh read out the email address and tweet us at, at the pnlp we've also got a facebook group which has been set up um please use it use it as a discussion forum we'd like to grow this that's where we're going to pick up ideas for the show and one thing i know about was um a little bit of ground hopping around the country, weren't we, lads?
1: Um, I mean, myself, I'm a I'm a member of the footballology app, and I think maybe a couple of us on here are. Um, mm. for me, I want to I want to try and visit as many weird and wonderful grounds as possible. Um, so um, I um I work as a volunteer at Horsham home games. I don't necessarily travel to every away game with Horsham, so I think during um, during the weekends that uh, Horsham are away, I'm going to try and get out and maybe go and visit a couple of non-league grounds. Uh, I'm a bit busy at the moment. A newborn uh, has just arrived, so... Congratulations. Permission, yeah, congratulations. Trying to get permission from the missus on that one might be a little difficult, but um, <laughs> uh, we'll try and do everything we can to get out of the house. To be fair, be the
0: wee one right. has been born into a Huddersfield-supporting Broncos fan, which is hardly a blessing, is it?
1: I <laughs> really <laughs> feel sorry for him. I really do. And Huddersfield? Huddersfield, yeah. And to to... To follow on your sentiment and the the fact that you're frustrated with the, the reason why you sort of joined non-league um, and, and loving non-league because of Charlton and its ownership, I'm in a similar place at the moment with with Huddersfield and its ownership, and I'm I'm just sort of fed up of the sort of and uh, Huddersfield's not glitz and glamour, but at least sort of higher level football. And I think, as maybe Ian said, I think it's just that community feel. I think it it means a little bit that little bit more. Um, It's not an organisation. Absolutely every single penny counts to these clubs. Um, So obviously, and uh, you you mentioned Tony Vincenzo, he's backed, um, sort of, back your local football club and support your local football club. And I think that's something that obviously, along with this podcast, we're trying to entertain and we're trying to bring um, uh, new non league fans um, from the Football League, from the Premier League. And I, th- I think we might be able to do that. I think with COVID and with uh, restrictions on on attendances at Premier League grounds, I think we'll be able to do that.
2: I mean, you can't beat non-league. Uh, for example, we were discussing off-air before we came on, Worthing, we played Metropolitan and Police yesterday. After the game, me and the guy that travelled up there together, we were sitting having a beer in the nice weather, and the manager came over and sat another point with us, as well as the kit man, and the commercial director. Where else? Am I, I going to sit down with Lee Boyer after the game doing that? Don't think so. I mean, I'm sure he'd love one. I'm sure he would. But am I actually going to be able to do that? It's not going to happen. And that was what I think drew me to non-league, is being in that bar after the game. Actually, almost like looking at these players, like, well, you're the people that I sort of worship at Charlton. You're no different from a footballer at Charlton. You're still doing the same job, but you're having that personal level with them. And that's something non-league can't beat.
3: Yes. Yeah. and James, on 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 that point, um, obviously we've got Jasper Patton, a Worthing player who regularly comes on to our podcasts. Yeah. And you know, is is one of the you know the podcast team on Rebel Yale, comes on, speaks speaks openly, and it's you'd like to say you 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 wouldn't get that at Premier League grands and teams.
2: No, I mean we're finding it hard enough to try and get some ex. Uh, non-league, Premier League slash players that have gone up the leagues right now. And look how hard that is. But, you know, all it is is Jasper. <laughs> text him. There you go. Jasper, Will you be part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. Um, Lee, you've been around the grounds. You know, you said, you know, in your history that you've you've yeah. been in other clubs. What do you like about the non-league, like different grounds you've been to? You've been to Baffins. You said you've been to Bogner, obviously. Teams in that sort of Portsmouth area. It, it, the ground hopping must be such a draw to you as well.
5: Yeah, I class myself as a ground hopper. I've done, I think, about 270 or 5 grounds. And the last one I went to was, was Bering, just down the road from us. Yeah, down there. Yeah. So, I've done Cholton, I've done grounds all over the place.
1: Are you PNLP? If me and Budge do do a bit of ground hopping, then um, if we can get clubs that want to to host us and uh, and get themselves a, a, a mention and a little bit more pu- publicity on uh, on our show, then absolutely, we'll be all for
2: it. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those things that get grouped together when we've got time. It might be a cup weekend. I mean, the thing is with this, this season, it's going to be so close, all the games together, if the season goes ahead. It'll be good to have a non-league club host us. You know, we'll do a live report. We'll bring a bit of publicity, as Johnny says. And it'll just be nice to, you know, I'd really love to go to grounds like... I went to see Salford FC this season they got promoted and right, they're, they're a story obviously they had a lot of financial backing from the old Neville's and the Giggs's and the Beckham's of the world but it was an experience because I watched the t- I'm sure some of you guys might have watched it a few years ago the the class was it called the quarter class of 92? Class 92 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah when they built that club up and you know you mm. saw it was like any other non-league ground that we go to nowadays it looked like you know it could have been like Worthing but the ground now is a nice league two stadium and they've done really well to, to that so you know I'd, I'd love to go and see someone like FC United of Manchester you know because there's a story behind that and we got a bit of a disinterest of the Glazers and everything about there and they set up their own sort of Phoenix club. We've got Berry hopefully coming on next week which we'll really hope to like hear their story and hear about their fans because we all saw it all over the news and it got a little bit too close to home for people like myself as a Charlton fan. It could could happen at any time because of the corruption in the football league and the, the owners and directors tests. So any non-league club that wants to host us, we we'll, would love to come and see you, you know, come up and, you know, I'm sure a few of us would like to ground hop. I'm sure we'll get together, but any ideas, just bring it to us. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have a weekend on the beers. I know uh, Mr. Vale and his Carlin darling would love that. Wouldn't you Pete?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't mind a couple of bevies now and again,
2: no. nah, a couple now and again, that'd be good.
1: Um, Big money into into local football.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think we. are getting...
1: exactly that's exactly why I
2: do it. horses who have any sort of rivalry? So I don't, I don't really know much of the sort of history because obviously it's only to the league. But what's their sort of rivalry? Is it? Would you say it's kind of Worthing the A24 Derby?
1: Yeah, I would say Worthing Lewis is a, is a big one for us as well. Um, yeah. I, I'd leave it probably at those two. To be honest with you, I mean we've. We've been out of the uh, out of step three. I mean, we went down to county uh, only a few years ago. So, we've been fortunate enough to have two promotions in uh, in a few years uh, to get back up to where we are now. So, we've sort of been out of it for a long time. Um, obviously, we've got Horsham YMCA uh, local rivals, although we've never really seen them as a as a rival because they've never been at the same level as us. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, we 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 consider not not. No animosity towards anyone, but anything in Sussex really. So uh, your Bognor's, your your Burgess Hills, your Haywards Heath, your Worthing's, your Lewis's, Anything that's a sort of local, local derby, uh, it brings the crowds. It brings the entertainment for us. That's, the, that's about it, really.
2: Well, I do think the last oh, no. two games we played were quite interesting and they could sort of start a rivalry up. You know, that Boxing Day match last year where I think the referee was the main player on that game and obviously that comeback in... Was it the uh, Sussex Trophy? Yeah, yeah, that was... I mean, that comeback from Worthing was unreal. I mean, foot thought it was 2-0 down at half time to come back like that and, you know, a dubious, maybe a dubious sort of goal. But I think it's almost stoking the fires for a little bit of a rivalry of that A24 derby.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, hopefully... If uh, and I, I think we're going to probably talk about uh, about predictions, but um, and my prediction, I think, is is Worthing for champions. But hopefully, Horsham can get up through the playoffs and we continue playing each other for for years to come.
3: Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Johnny, um, last season, obviously you got your promotion into SME and Premier. Um, you got up to an absolute flyout and then you sort of st- started dropping away. Is yeah, there any real reason for that.
1: I think at the start of the season, and I, I don't know whether it was the new stadium and obviously the new ground, it was sort of bedding in as a little bit of excitement. We had, uh, we had Chris Harris, uh, sorry, um, uh, Chris Smith and Charlie Harris that were almost banging the goals every single week, uh, at least to start off with. It tailed off a little bit towards sort of mid-season. Um, I think one of the last games, I think that sort of, I mean, we weren't too far off. We were one place outside the playoffs uh, when the, the season was, was abandoned. Um, but uh, I think the the game that killed us was a 4-0 loss away at Carl Shulton. Uh, massive six-pointer. That would have... Uh, whoever won that game put them in the playoffs. Um if we'd have won that game, we we would have had a game in hand, we would have been well inside the playoffs. Um but I mean to answer your question, I I can't really pinpoint it on an awful lot, to be honest. I think we had a very, very solid defence. We didn't concede many. Um I think for us there was just too many games where we just weren't scoring enough. I mean, we had a we had a couple of sort of one one nil nils that were just sort of I and mean, we 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 lost a couple of games to poor teams, which we probably should have should have seen out. Uh, but ultimately, I can't really pinpoint it on anything in particular. Mm. Ian, got anything to say on that? Um, I feel that
0: probably JK is more equipped to comment on on that. Um, as I said, I, I effectively hopped to, to Horsham games when I basically when, when Brighton aren't playing at home. But the, well, I guess the one thing I would say is I saw, yeah, I, well, JK mirrored it quite well. Um, it did feel like there was a bit of a you know, um, head in a stick start to the season because I mean the debut in the new ground they beat Crawley a bit crawling in, in the debut game um, and maybe that kind of galvanized and then I guess a few bad results um, I guess it gets after Christmas maybe set things in in motion yeah
2: it definitely was uh, I remember that car shelter game we wanted it to be a draw at Worthing we didn't want it to be either side winning because obviously they're so close to the area that we were a draw would have suited us well but that season didn't count, and if Lee was here to answer, we we didn't do the double over Bogner last season, but we did. We put six past them, so that still remembers. If the FA can keep fines and suspensions and all that for the last season, we're definitely keeping those double win over uh, Bogner. <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to a couple of uh, more 24 derbies this season. Probably even more if it gets the Sussex Cup and all that. Um, I'm looking forward to the Bogner games again, and I am looking forward to going and seeing some of the grounds along the country. I mean, last minute hop to Met Police yesterday it was great to see a different ground. Nice little non-league ground there. Quite weird to see playing the Met Police. It seems. Uh, I yeah. said I, I paid for a drink at the bar, and I said it's the only time I ever want to see any money on my phone go for to the Met Police because otherwise I'd be in a bit of trouble, wouldn't I?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest thing as well, James, is about yesterday was doing doing the commentary was there was actually um, DIY going on in the stands. <laughs> That's on air, because like the drill was there fixing the floodlights and spotlights in the stand. It was very weird.
2: Yeah. you wouldn't get that at a professional team, would you? Oh, <laughs> you know, no, no, you, you wouldn't have catch a... that. You, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. catch
3: that in the Premier League, with you,
4: you know, a little yeah. bit of repair to an advertising hoarding while the game's going on. Just, you know, it's that's that's what non-league's all about. That is.
1: Are
2: you P N L P? We've talked about the southern southern divisions of the Ismian the Eastman premier. I think we will round it up with our predictions. Johnny, you've already said the mighty Worthing as champions. Do you think Horsham promotion or do you think it'll be another team via the playoffs? No,
1: I think we I think we might have quickly discussed it before we went on air, but um Worthing, you, you mentioned haven't strengthened, they didn't need to. I think for, for Horsham we've definitely strengthened, we've invested a lot of money in the squad, we've got a lot of new players. Um, I think we should make the playoffs. I think up there as well with them will probably be Cray and Folkestone. And uh, I think we, we discussed Carl Shortton as well. Um, so I think for for me, Worthing up as champions, relegated. I mean, I, I can't see many uh, worse teams in and Sea, but uh, that's that's my prediction, I think. Trev? I've gone for either Cray or Worthing to win it. Um I
4: fancy Hint with the same squad again, but Cray were very strong last year and were just starting to come on as the season went as well. Folkestone I'm a little unsure about because they've lost Ira Jackson, obviously, and I think I read today that Johan to Horst is not coming back to Folkestone either. But Neil Cuggy has a way of pulling stuff out of the hat for Folkestone every single year. It doesn't matter how, he just manages to do it. Um, this year I think might be one year too too far for them. Playoffs, I reckon. I can't see Harringay having, having had such a bad season last year, repeating it again this year. I fancy them to be that little bit stronger again um, to be the tip. Horsham, I expect to be up and around there as well. Lees Bogner, yeah, mid-table again. Um, and relegation-wise, I've gone Brightling Sea. Uh, Wingate and Finchley I think will will struggle Um, I know their goalkeeper they released Shane Gore beginning of this year he's he's getting on to his 30s bless him Um, but I still think he could have done something for them and Corinthian Casuals are a club that normally does struggle literally because they're still they're amateur they don't pay the players to compete at that level I think is fantastic to do that trying to sustain it again is something else
2: Ian how
0: about yourself? Uh, I guess with my somewhat limited knowledge, given that I'm somewhat of a newbie to this, uh, I'm actually going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to back Horsham this season. To as, do cha- it. as champions? Yeah, as champions. Yeah, with the signings. JK swayed me in, in a variety of conversations um, over the signings. So if that doesn't happen, uh, by all means, feel free to blame him. It's not it, your heart uh, rolling in your head, is it? <laughs>
2: He's in my head already. <laughs> <laughs> Too to strong influence that man. <laughs> And any teams to go down? You reckon from what you've seen, sort of last season, eight teams. Um, that
0: you... I actually can't remember who I saw, but can I just, I uh, can I say leatherhead because the game was called off when
2: we went there? <laughs> okay, leatherhead then. Leatherhead they, were sort of. It was called
0: off. We ended up going to Dorking. One. They're actually only okay. uh,
2: three places below you when the season uh, was curtailed. So, uh, but the thing is, that's the thing with non-league. I think one season you could be amazing. I mean. Worthing's one, I think it was their first home game we got dinked 6-0 by Hornchurch did you think we'd be pushing I thought it was going to be an awful season but you know, I, as much as I am as a Worthing fan, I'd love to see us be promoted, I think we're going to struggle and I'll probably get hated on for this but I think we're the FA Cup, we're the Cup Final now for all the teams around us, yes we have got a very strong squad, I think we've got a brilliant squad we've got brilliant youth coming up, I think we'll definitely be up there but it's the consistency because you know, you often saw it with Worthing last season. They can't hold on to sometimes. They sometimes give away silly balls. You know, yesterday obviously it's still preseason missing a couple of penalties, but those penalties could be the ones that change games. Um I think Hinch speaking to him, Adam Hinchel with the manager he's he's got it in the bag he said he's going to hopefully get one maybe two players in this week just to strengthen areas but it's going to be a long season but it's going to be a very compact season isn't it it's normally Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday depending on cup competitions so I think that's where you're going to struggle and teams even like Horsham who have invested they're going to have to make sure those players are fit and healthy to do two games possibly every week and this is where you might see teams that may be further down the table maybe coming up to that level I do think Breitling Sea are going to struggle but I also I think my favourite to go down and be merston because when i saw them last year they were so poor and i think for a club that used to do quite well i think merston were really poor um they just didn't really bring us the game at worthing they held on for a long time and we ended up sort of getting a good result against them um i guess they're my predictions were. <laughs> yeah with my predictions i'm not sure i think Hornchurch. i don't think that Hornchurch and folks i think will be down sort of mid to bottom table this year i don't know why i just think i just get a feeling they might drop because last season they were sort of punching uh pete you look all confused there what about yours
3: yeah because i i, I, I don't know what you've been drinking james ginger well, beer um, <laughs> <basically, laughs> non-alcoholic we're, we're having at one point last season we went 18 games and beaten yeah and the other thing is we lost one game all season away from home which was focused on away so, you know, that, that for an away record for any club is unbelievable. Um, whether, you know, it's going to be very difficult to emulate that again this season, um, obviously, because that's, uh, I would say that's a one-off season, losing one away game for any any team, any, any division virtually. Um, but whether they're going to be up there, it is going to be harder. I don't disagree. It's, it is going to be harder because every game, as you said, uh, everyone's going to want to beat us. Um, the teams I've, I've got down, again, uh, Cray, Cray were doing really well when the season came to an end. They were hanging on to our shirt tails. Okay, we had a seven-point gap, but they were you know, they were charging at us, ready for any slip-ups. Hornchurch, Hornchurch are going to be up there. Cole Shorten are definitely going to be up there again. I know they've lost Corbo this season uh, to Northampton. Uh, great move for that, for that young man to go up uh, a few divisions, which is brilliant. Folkestone, I think, I think they will be up there. They're always up and around that area, uh, along with Margate. And I think, yeah, Margate, so, you know, those are sort of my sort of top six. And my teams to go down, Um, would have been mentioned, I think Wingate are a struggle, uh, Brighton Sea region are struggle. And based on last season, they didn't actually fall into the bottom three, but they were in free fall before the season finished, and that was Bishop Stortford. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah. They might struggle because they they lost Jamie Curriton um, and sort of after that there was a you know a real big sliding results, and I think they lost something like ten in a row, something like that. They really were dropping down the table like a stone. So I think I think they might struggle. But I get the Corinthians thing with Trevor. Um, obviously, you know it's a it's a it, it's a tough league to compete in, especially when your players are. They're playing for nothing.
4: Pete, as you mentioned, nearly every team there, do you think you could just run through <laughs> the actual <laughs> final table
3: for the end of the season, please? I only mentioned six at the top and three to go down.
2: In that <laughs> half a league. No, that yeah. sounds like more than that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was only, it was, it was only that, mate. I condensed it. I had a speech on every club in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Horchard, I, think I haven't hope I... mentioned Horchard and Bognor, so I do apologise. But I think... Um, I think Horsham could sneak in because of the players they've signed from Dawkin, because they've, they've got some strong players there from Dawkin. Um, Bogner, uh, I think, you know, they'll, they'll be up there, but I don't think they'll, they're going to get into the top six. I don't think they've got the quality.
2: Let's just hope they're not top of the table and then another Covid wave comes and a certain Mr. <laughs> Pierce starts deciding to, like, um, null and void the season, because I, I doubt that will happen.
3: Because I read, I read an article last week in the National League paper about Jack Pearson, what he's done to to, to help the clubs with the new, with the new funding. Um, so, I think we should possibly cut in you know,
4: nah. a. Bit. Nah, 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 nah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But but I guess the most important thing is, guys, if you are going to a non-league game, please just do respect the social distancing because, you know, for myself and Pete, you know, and Trevor, and, you know, I don't know if he and Johnny have been to any games this pre-season. I know uh, Lee has. But, you know, it's been nice to be back in the grounds. And if you start being silly, if you start grouping together in groups, the club's good bit bound from having fans. And you know that lifeblood is fans at this level. So don't put anyone... If you're standing in groups, spread them out. Just if someone thinks you're going to be an idiot for calling them out over it, just call them out over it. Because if the stewards aren't doing it, I've been to, I'm not going to name names. I'm going to be to a couple of grounds and one of the grounds I went to pre-season, I don't think they were really following social distancing. I'm not saying that was in fans or the other team's fans, but they weren't doing a great job. And I, I worry that this is going to get taken away from us if this wave yeah, goes. Yeah, you know, I will,
3: I did put some in the non-league, uh, Thing on Facebook on Friday about that just saying you know we do not want uh, you know the fans being stopped from going to the games again so you know all non-league fans have got responsibility when they're within the grounds to stick to the guidelines um, as from tomorrow it's groups of six so just go in your little groups of six and just separate from the next group and yeah let's just pray that you know uh, we can we can keep going because the last of non-league needs, and I don't think non-league will survive without fans. So it's fans' responsibility to to follow the rules and keep fans in the grounds. After after the the campaign to get fans back, which we eventually won, now it's time we need to keep fans there.
2: Uh, Definitely. I think that's a really great note to end on. Uh, Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this season. I think this is going to be a good little project we've got here and I really hope to see it grow. I think We just want you to go online, go to our Facebook groups, go to our Twitter handle, at the PNLP. The Facebook group is linked on there. We even got a Super 6 League for anyone to join. I know Pete forgot to put his teams out. I know Trevor won't do it because he said he can't commit to it. But, you know, Ian and Johnny, we're in it. Lee's done it. So join that. Have a bit of fun. It's a Premier League one. No money to play. Comment what you'd like to hear and see. I guess the one question is that you've got to ask yourself, are you PNLP? For myself, James, and the other guys in the team. So good night, guys. Good
1: night. No. Are you PNLP?